So um, special prosecutor Dan Webb, um, he laid out a series of operational failures and several false statements by Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox as he announced yesterday at the end of his investigation into the handling of hate crime claims by actor Jussie Smollett. And although he did say there were operational failures, it was not enough to bring criminal charges against state's attorney, Kim Fox. And on the line with us to discuss um, the Jussie Smollett, not necessarily the Jussie Smollett case, but the handling of the case by the state's attorney's office and what it means to have these operational failures and what the standard is or what is or was to bring criminal charges is Chicago's very own Miss April Prayer Attorney at Law. How are you, ma'am? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I hope that Prince song perked you up there. You ready to go? <laughs> I've been up for a while. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Good to go. Did it hopscotch, <laughs> jacks, badminton, all that good stuff. <laughs> They had me doing coffee runs. I come up in here like, listen, I got to empty the garbage up in here. <laughs> I got to bring coffee and donuts. Hannah's like, thank you, Ernest, for the donuts. As long as you had a mask on, it's all good. <laughs> yes, I did. I did, I swear. So what's going on with this? What What's happening? I, so they were seeking to potentially bring charges against Kim Fox. That's my first understanding. Yeah, and that that actually was a surprise to me. I didn't I didn't realize they were investigating her handling of the case in that regard. I thought that they were just trying to decide whether they should still lodge, meaning the special prosecutor should still lodge um, charges against Jussie. So um, yeah, so I was surprised to see that. And so right now we don't have a whole lot to go on. It's basically the battle of the press releases. So they haven't actually released the 60-page report, so I don't even know which statements specifically they're attributing to Kim and saying were false or were misleading, or if they're saying some of her assistant state's attorneys, um, like Ms. Lanier, and I can't remember the the other person um, who was working with her, if they made false statements. So it's just... He gave a summary, Webb gave a summary of what his report will show, mm-hmm. and then Kim Fox's office responded to that. Yeah. So I think we're just playing a waiting game right now to see exactly what the 60-page report outlines and what that means moving forward. Right. One good thing uh, for Kim Fox is that they did conclude that there was, a not, there was not enough to bring criminal charges against her. So it, it at yeah. least puts it to bed. But I think what they're trying to do, at the very least— I mean, I don't. Well, we can get into the political parts of it as well. It's to sort of, you know, besmirch her good name, you know, as a political ploy as well. That's my belief. Yeah, um, I definitely believe that, especially if you look at the timing. Yeah. So we're a few months out from the election, and suddenly this report gets dropped. Yeah. So they definitely hope that it will have an effect on the election, mm-hmm. and the her Republican opponent is, you know. Tap dancing, happy, rejoicing. Get her! She's terrible. It's still a Democratic county, so good luck with that. Yeah, but I think what they said more specifically in terms of the behavior is that she made false or misleading statements about her recusal from the case, 
And then she also, I remember this was on the news when they were asking if she were in communication with Jesse Smollett's sister. And she said no as of a certain time frame. And they said no, but she was actually still in communication with her like a week or two post the time she said she ceased communication with his sister. Yeah, they said for five days after she was still talking to Journey Smollett. Um, and I don't know. I, again, I don't know how they concluded that. I don't know if they have phone records. I don't know if they have, you know, text messages. I don't know. And none of us will know until we see the 60-page report. And obviously, even unless it's text messages, we won't know the substance of those phone calls. Right, right. And again, and I think, and what, what's the standard? I think my understanding is that in order to bring criminal charges against her, it would have to be proven that she abused her discretion. I think it's like an abusive discretion standard. Yeah, I think it would be, um, I'm trying to remember... Yeah, it would have to be that she not only abused her discretion, but I'm trying to think of the, the term, abuse of power. Okay. It would be abuse of power. It would be um, misconduct. So I'm not sure which charges they were seeking to um, charge her with or some sort of fraud. Or, um, and I think that's why they did the investigation and determined there wasn't enough there. Yeah. So now her issue is going to be with the um, attorney disciplinary commission all oh, right because yeah, he's they're going to go release to the it. ardc with this report and that is a bigger issue for all the attorneys involved not just kim that's why i said it's a it's a question of whether she personally made the statements on air or to someone or whether her staff made the statements because they're all attorneys oh. and so they could all be facing either reprimand suspension or disbarment I, I, i'm thinking disbarment is a real stretch and probably suspension is as well but they may have to jump through the hoops of going through a hearing or or submitting something in writing after this report is filed because generally if any type of allegations are lodged against you as an attorney you have to at least respond in writing so i'm right. thinking and that can take several months and so that may be something else that's hanging over kim's head when the um when the election comes about. All right. Have you been um, representing any of the any people arrested for looting? Yeah, well, we represent a number of protesters. And so it becomes blurry because a lot of times the protesters weren't doing anything, but the police have to justify that arrest. So they'll say that it's looting or Got they'll it. say that it's, um, you know, some illegal contact with the police officer. Or they'll say that it's battery or they'll say that it's theft. And then when we actually talk to the protesters, they're like, no, I was just, you know, marching in a circle with a sign or I was just yelling. So there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area there where, where the charge may not actually match the actual allegations. Mostly what we're representing is protesters who are getting beat up by police. We get those calls almost every day. Can I jump in? And when we get the video, we find out that the police reports are incorrect, are false, and that what our clients are telling us all along is, yeah, they were peacefully protesting, and on average, five to nine police officers body slammed them. So, so here, real quick, um, I'm not saying that I have a Gucci bag in my trunk, but, but by chance, if I were walking down the street and I found a Gucci bag or somebody was selling Louis Vuitton on the side of the road, April, and I just by chance, I had about $200 in my pocket and I bought that bag. And then at the same time, you know, I was handing them the money and they were handing me the bag. The police arrested me. How could I contact you? Can you just give me your number, please? Hilarious. Sure. Three one two 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 six four five nine zero again three one two 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 six forty five ninety. 
Attorney April Prayer of Schiller and Prayer. If you need to contact her, Google her.